Arts of Spirituality podcast. This is your host, Myra. This podcast takes us on a journey to finding new ways of spirituality that can help us ascend to our higher self and be one with the universe. Hi friends, today we have Victor, co-founder of Cycling Crew. How are you, Victor? Hi, hello Myra. Thank you. I'm really good. I'm happy to be here. I'm happy to have this episode because I think it's so important to keep our earth clean, our environment clean. And when we're trying to be spiritual and we're trying to build a connection with, you know, our ancestors, our spirit guides, higher source, we have to remember that the energies around us matter a lot. And one of those energies is obviously Mother Earth. And you specialize in cleaning Mother Earth to enjoy a festival and enjoy connection that you build through music and events to connect with higher source that is what we do but um i would like to ask you to keep this a secret okay uh nobody really has to know about it yes this is what we do and that is how it all started but um i'll be honest with you Myra, and this might come as a somewhat of a surprise to you um, we do not advertise this uh, way. We do not, like our volunteers are encouraged never to save the planet, never to save the environment, not to clean Mother Earth, not to serve Gaia. That's very important. Unfortunately, everything that you said is true and we strongly believe in it and the, the foundations of our project are rooted in this way of thinking. But uh, unfortunately, the planet or the earth or the environment is way too big of a picture for most people to comprehend. And therefore, when you tell them that they have to save the planet, they block. And there is, I rather don't do anything because I don't, and this is too big for me. Um, so what we are actually doing, and this is also really true. This is not a lie. This is true. We are doing that as well. Our, the consequence of our work is hopefully saving the planet from the harm that we are doing to it. But what we are actually trying to do is to inform and um, tell and educate people towards taking care of themselves. So to take care of their own investment, let's say, into their, their own investment into their recreational time. So let's say you, have, you invest so much money into going to a festival most of us don't have so much money, so it's actually a big investment into our recreational time. First and foremost, we would like to teach and educate people to how to preserve their recreational time, how to preserve the immediate, their own immediate environment in which they're in. We are trying to save the planet one festival at a time. Let's put it like this. I love that you put the whole concept of like not balling it up into like just spirituality and Gaia um, because it is a bigger concept than than just our spirituality. You don't necessarily have to be spiritual to try to be clean, I guess you could say. So it's the way that you're approaching it so it could be in a bigger scale is amazing. I think it becomes easier the further you push towards spirituality, okay? Like your, your, if the motivation is already spirituality, then it's rooted so deeply in you and rooted so deeply in your beliefs that the actions that you have to take for the measures that you have to take for that are becoming easier and easier to handle. Because if you're just not throwing garbage on the ground because somebody told you not to, yeah, that's, you know, it's ne that's never the deepest motivation. So I think it's important what you said that, uh, that if you connect this to spirituality, it will make just that more sense. When did you know that you were spiritual? My parents are not spiritual, okay? No, in, in no, none of the ways that we would, uh, that we would experience spirituality. They're very good people, uh, amazing parents, but they are very down to earth, very much rooted in this reality. Um, we have been at summer camp, religious summer camp. I was 11, 12, 13, and there people told me to believe in God. And these are very kind people. They were really, they had their heart at the right place and they believed what they said that they believed. So I will not mock them for what they believe. Although I, I learned to believe in their God immediately. They had a very nice way to put it and they had a very good way to explain it. And um, they made me feel 
that connection that they had with that God, you could copy that. As a 12-year-old, it rubs off. So I was very religious. I was very religious with 12 for a year or two. And then soon as the questions that I had to raise according to the religion I was introduced to, obviously it fell apart because the answers were just not available. And although these people, again, kind from heart, tried, they did not succeed. So my religious adventures were very short. Uh, my first spiritual experience was when I was 16 years old. And nobody knows why and nobody knows how it happened. But uh, my father was shocked when he found me sitting upright on my bed, staring into the room at three in the morning, uh, sitting straight up and talking in language unknown without like very articulate and very straightforward, waiting for answers from that entity, whatever that was. I remember this uh, dream. It wasn't really a dream. It was a, an interesting happening, more like that. And when I woke from this encounter, then I had this very strong, very determined feeling that taking responsibility for myself and others and to provide guidance for myself and others on a higher level of consciousness, not only rooted here, like don't do wrong things, but also thinking a little bit further of what good things can we do to, pre to, to, to protect and to, to guard this reality in which we're in. And there was no, it's not like I got a checklist, which I have to go through. It was more this feeling of, I can do more than just the average. I can do more than just help an old lady over the street. And I started cycling when I was 29. So we must understand that it's not like, oh, some ghosts talk to me and tomorrow I'm like the leader of a community. No, I'm not. Like That took over a decade to realize how I could actually put this wish to contribute to good use. I think it does take a while to... Um kind of define what your purpose is in life and what you know your higher self wants from you and the things that you kind of want to achieve based on your experience and things you need to learn etc um so yeah i could see how it would take a whole decade to to bring that full circle right more than that actually yes <laughs> yes like that full circle like okay i had a vision this happened i had experience and then how do I bring into full circle? And I think sometimes we get caught up on it having to be right now. That is a, that is a human error. This is the human error. This is uh, something that is, that is blocking us from the good. And this is also pushing us towards the bad because we are impatient to await the good things that will come our way if we just move step by step, little by little. And all the bad things is the same thing because, you know, we do these things that we do, although we know they're not right, but the consequences are so far away that they're not striking us immediately. All, all the things that do not have an immediate consequence, like I want to do something good and it doesn't have an immediate response, then I just don't do it. Or, yeah, this might have a bad consequence in the future, but right now I'm not getting punished for it, so I will do it anyway. This immediate action and to go from one immediate action to the next immediate action without regard to consequence is it is keeping us from the good and it is driving us into the not bad but maybe faulty further from our our purpose our alignment further from our own wishes actually this is the this is the most disturbing that it's not even that it's not even keeping us to achieve social goals it's not keeping us to 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 excel at something that society wants from us also of course but uh, that's not the main issue here the main issue is that we ourselves are robbing ourselves from the things that we could achieve for ourselves I find that a lot that um, when people start their awakening or start like having conscience of something much more than themselves, they want to rush everything. And it's like always about manifestation right now. And sometimes it's not in, in our greatest good. So the patience has to really be embedded in us so we could have patience with the universe and the things that happen around us and the energies or whatnot. 
so talking about energies can you describe to us if there's any way to express it how the energies change before and after you start cleaning well um we really don't like to clean this is a thing like if you have to clean then you already have a problem and if you already have a problem then things already went south so we are trying to keep it clean that's uh, that's that's our whole company motto that's uh, that is the most unique part of our project as well there is not, not a single other project in existence that not that we know of uh, there's festivals who might do it the same way but uh, as a project as far as i know we are unique in this approach to not clean up but to keep it clean so uh, we work 20 hours a day like not i work 20 hours a day but our project is active 20 hours per day on a festival so there is no real cleaning up but it's a good question because there is because a day has 24 hours and if you only work 20 then obviously there's four hours of uh of where there's a lack of attention you could say and this is between two in the morning and six in the morning there's several reasons why we're not working in this time it just it's just not okay it's just not a good time to work and it just doesn't make any sense we tried but it's uh kind of hazardous because you get stamped, stepped on, you don't see anything, uh, people are way too high and drunk already, it doesn't, it just doesn't compute with the whole project. So, so we start at six in the morning. Now, four hours, especially in the night, uh, leaving a festival unattended entirely. Yeah, now that's the moment of cleaning up. And that is the moment that you uh, were asking about. And that's what you want to know is what happens when we arrive with the first with the first light of the sun uh, and see the war field <laughs> not all festivals are war fields in the morning most festivals are war fields in the morning so you have to you have to divide it into two uh into two groups of people because that's what i do and this is also very important to me that um for us most foremost what counts are the volunteers so we are doing this also for the festival visitors the project is has come into existence for the festival visitors, but very quickly changed into actually being a platform for volunteers to learn how to achieve things that you want and what it is mean to take responsibility, what it is to, to, um, to understand consequence and how to work in this, in this um, paradigm of, uh, of energies and how to wield these energies in a way that they are beneficial to you. So when we arrive at the dance floor, you have two groups of people. You have the group of people who is coming to clean and you have the group of people who is there. And basically those are the people who made the mess. There's very few people coming fresh from the 10, six in the morning. Okay. Let's agree that most people who are there have been there in the night and actually are the cause of the mess that we found. So then you have to, again, split this and say, okay, we have this kind of festival and that kind of festival, because usually these are Psytrance events, okay, these are Psytrance festivals, there is a lot of conscious people here, there is a lot of people who come to Psytrance festivals, not only for the music and the decoration, but really for the feeling of communion, and really for the feeling of being in nature, and would love to protect it and, and would love to enjoy barefoot dancing, it is one of the only uh, or one of the very few music genres where, where bar barefoot dancing is like a must. It like it like belongs to the experience. So we have a lot of friends, let's say, a lot of fans that love us for making barefoot dancing possible. So once we storm the the the, the field, it is like always main stage first. So all of us go into the main stage. Usually we have space to clean, and the first part of this is not good. Is not good for anybody like uh, first for us it's not good because we are really tired it's just very cold sometimes it's raining it's still kind of dark some people slept one two three hours because they're volunteers they were partying last night so not not everybody is at their happiest me included <laughs> and and also the people who are there are not the happiest with our arrival because they are ashamed most of them are because all of a sudden now there we are this really cute and uh, sleepy bunch who now has to go on their knees in, at six in the morning and actually clean out the things under your feet and you feel embarrassed you do feel embarrassed because that's not how it should be and people know that that's not how it should be so the first energy boost is a rather it's a not a negative one but it's very dry neutral stalemate of 
wow. I'm just this word of, oh, wow. And it's not a nice one. It's like, whoo, reality kicks in. But then we start doing. And once we start doing, the, the volunteers get slowly get the sense of purpose and get the sense of contribution and get the sense of connectedness with the whole uh, entire festival, not only with the main stage, but obviously the main stage is the, the core chakra, uh, if I may say it like this, uh, of the festival. So we are attacking it in the middle. Every single bottle you pick up there will have a profound impact on the well-being of everybody who will see the dance floor from now on. So actually, after the first 15 to 20 minutes starting to work, mood is rising. Mood is rising on both sides. It's very interesting to watch how this is a simultaneous parallel movement of, uh, of energies, because as our mood is getting up, also we're getting warm, like we're moving. The, 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 the jacket is coming off, the pullover is coming off, like I wear four to five things in, in the morning because I'm tired, I'm cold. The moment you start moving, the blood circulation starts up and you're becoming way more comfortable in your own body because you throw off all the pullovers. You are easier to move, so you're becoming happier and happier while working and also you have, you're seeing the result. Now, because we are a lot of people, the result is quick. Like within every minute, you see it cleaner. Like there, there is a lot of progress very quickly. Now the people are switching on because now it's not that now they see that we are not suffering and not dying and not crying. They see that we're going and we're doing and we're dancing and and obviously working. But but it's like they see that we are not, you know, being uh, driven by some slave driver to you know now they have to clean and blah. It is kind of what we do and it's something that we do well and we do it with a smile. So they're like, oh okay, wow, okay, this is the thing now. Yeah, we kind of messed it up. So. Now here is people and they have these bags in their hands and now maybe we, maybe I want to put something in that bag because I feel a little bit now I don't want to use a dirty word but I don't feel too good about myself let's say and I would really like to and the worst is for people who didn't litter there's a lot of people in the morning who didn't put a single cigarette butt on the ground they went to the bin they threw it away they were super nice and tidy still we found them in a pile of trash so for me this is also kind of um, yeah, I mean, you're not a criminal, but you condone the crime because otherwise you would have cleaned it up before we come. Now we're here. Now they feel like, oh, OK, now I have like a, uh, like this community behind me. They are picking it up. Now maybe I can pick it up, too. So they start to help. And some people in a crazy way, like some people, oh, OK, Psyton is here. Let's go. And then they're like switch off the dancing, switch on this mode. And we have always have several volunteer volunteers <laughs> like this are the, these are the, i always tell them i always tell my volunteers that they have volunteers so this is this is like my volunteers have their own volunteers very quickly and they will tag along they will tag along and come with us and, and clean up so also the people who are not helping they also see that the community so not only the orange people but also other dancers are joining in to this they are not ready yet they cannot now just really go into the dirt and uh, but they do see the progress as well. And they do see that this is going to be clean very, very soon. And this is rising energy this is exponentially rising. Okay. Like we come from a very neutral zero point and the two becomes a four and the four becomes an eight and an eight becomes a, you know, like it's really exponential growth of energies. And when the last cigarette butt is picked up, I always encourage the volunteers also like when they're ready, when they're done, let everybody fucking go, let, let everybody know. That we're done by yelling out, by raising your hands, by yeehaw, by clapping, by whatever. So that usually is resulting in a storm of happiness where everybody is there. Oh, 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 the dance first came. Yay. And then, and then you have this morning. Yay. Like it's this, uh, it's this, okay. You know, you come out of the night, your face is kind of not really in its place, which is fine. But uh, then there was all this trash and now there is no trash. And now there's this big yay. And you also yay. And then the first ray of the sun comes true and timing is everything, obviously. So this is how, this is how energies can change when, when discarded things are not around you anymore in a nutshell it's almost like a cleaning party right like everybody wakes up right like bitter coffee in the morning then once it kicks in then you're good to go and you're ready to party again love the fact that you call them orange crew right the orange people orange people i'm sorry orange is a very vibrant color as well i love that too because when you're expressing the way that your crew does the cleaning it's almost like poetic right because it's like 
okay, we're here to do certain things, but we're also here to influence. Now, it's very interesting that, that this would uh, that this was that this would strike you like this because um, what you must understand is that it's not like oh the, the dance floor is dirty oh let's do something about it hey let's make a project hey, let's put on some orange shirts this is not how this happened okay this is a very deeply out thought several pages long psychological uh, philosophical project it took us six months with my ex girlfriend Alexandra Murani Ola in short. Um, it took us six months to write the concept of it. Like we went to India and then we traveled on the trains and we traveled on the buses and we had a lot of time on your hands and then with a little laptop. And like, this is something that is really thought out to the core. Like there is no, everything that you see that is happening is very well premeditated. And the orange color also is highly premeditated, um, because it has, it has many advantages that we wanted to use and that we wanted to integrate into the project. So first of all, we need to see the guys. It's very important that we see our people. I have to know where the volunteers are. I have to see them uh, where they are working. I don't want to send two extra people in a place where there is already two people. I, we, this is a uniform, first of all. And second of all, obviously, in most countries in the world, uh, most European countries, let's say it like this, uh, trash, garbage is being handled by people in orange. So this is also something where we wanted to emphasize that this is that this is a uh, that this is us, but the main reason, and you will you will love this reason, Myra. The main reason where the where the, where the main thought, where the first thought of Orange came from, was uh, from India. <laughs> I don't know if you know this, but uh, in India, on busy intersections or some roads or some bridges or train stations or whatever, you can run into sadhus. Now, sadhus are holy people, and they are sitting and praying. That's their own. The only thing that they have to do is pray publicly okay now we researched this topic a little bit uh, sadhus are financed by the government okay this is how they can manage to do this all day long because government is paying for their clothing for their shelter for their food um, even for their spiritual materials if i may say so it's, it's funny but it's true so uh, so they are completely government funded because the government in india uh, prioritizes religion in the life of people so the government would like you to be spiritual and because there's this big rush every day and you just run from one place to the other place and you go work and your family and the food and the, there is so many things to think about they position these spiritual people in front of you while you wait for the train and when you see them you'll be like oh wow i forgot to pray oh yeah i sh really should pray today i haven't prayed for three days oh my god it's good that I, they have this idea of oh yeah the holy man oh yeah my religion oh yeah my spirituality i completely neglect neglected this i shouldn't well i go home and i do it now these people are in orange these people are wear the same orange as we are we are using because what sadhus basically are in indian society they are a reminders of spirituality they are a reminder of who you actually are. You are a spiritual being. Everybody is a spiritual being. Just because somebody didn't uh, acquire their spirituality yet doesn't mean that they're not. Humans are inherently spiritual. So everybody should, should be in one way spiritual because that just leads to your complete fulfillment of your persona. So this is what we want to be. Not for spirituality, but for, for the tidy, clean festival experience. So when you see the orange, then you'll be like, like you take the last drag on your cigarette, let's say, you know, you're already flicking it, almost flicking it away. And then you see the orange and you'll be like, hmm, yeah, or maybe I don't because that's not really nice because I was just dancing with that girl last, yesterday night and we had an amazing time. And I just realized that she is like also cycling and she's, she has to pick that up. Like if I flick this now, then, then, then she has to, like, maybe I shouldn't do this. Like maybe, first of all, second of all, Oh, there is people who care. Oh, this is so nice to know that, the, that this, these people are revolving around the festival, making sure that I have a good experience here. So also when they see this, they'll, they'll be reminded that the festival cares. This is also something that is also what I use as a sales pitch, because festivals should understand this, that this is psychologically sound, that we are contributing just by our presence already contributing to a better festival experience because we are advertising the festival's desire to have a clean festival grounds. So this is actually really 
pointing towards a good organization where, hey, we as a festival, we care, we as a festival, we invested into inviting this community to take care of the festival grounds because it is a priority for us that let's say you can dance barefoot, for instance. Everything's that out. Of course, like I know you mentioned like it, it took six months, but it's still a working progress, right? The basics didn't change, but my motivation, I must be honest with you, my motivation took 180 entirely because the reason to do this was basically just being very annoyed by trash on the ground and we knew that we knew that picking up the garbage from the ground is not going to help. We knew that from the very start. That's why it's a complicated and very complex idea. But I really realized within after the first two or three years, we realized that I, I definitely realized I don't know about my partner back then. She maybe not so much, but uh, definitely played along um, to to make way more out of this. So the motivation why I'm doing this has definitely changed. Uh, she started to do it just so not to have garbage on the ground. And now my main motivation is to show the volunteers how they can very easily become whole as a person by contributing to society in a good way. And by contribution, I don't only mean doing good things, but just not doing bad ones. Because who am I to tell you what is a good thing? I don't know what is good. I don't know what is right. I definitely know what is wrong. So if you learn just not to do the wrong things, that is a really big leap towards the right thing. And to really influence not only the visitors for being better people for their own sake, for their own energetic high, but also to, to tell and to show to organizers that this is not something where you can do problem management, where you can be like, oh, yeah, we will wait until the problem occurs and then we will solve the problem and then we'll wait until the problem occurs again. And then we, because that is not leading anywhere. So for me, it's very important to make this, 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 this next step where we're all working together. This is what I told you in the beginning, save the planet. No, don't save the Like If you look at our website, front page, like what does the front page say? And uh, yes, please peep it out. But I will say it anyway, because it's written right there. All is good. Don't fuck it up, okay? Like, honestly, you don't need to fix anything if nothing is broken. People are way too caught up into how can I fix this? How can I do better? How can I... You don't need to do better. Just don't do worse. If you stop doing the bad things, the good things are automatically taking the place of the bad things that you have been doing because you, everybody has 24 hours. If you, are stop, if you stop filling it out with bad things, then you will have to inherently have to fill it in with good things because you don't you're not left with anything else so that is my that is my motivation now you know sometimes we we get caught up on the savior mode right like we want to be saviors sometimes we can't be saviors we can't go out there and clean the whole ocean we don't need to clean the ocean if we if we if we don't pollute it like the ocean the ocean will clean itself the ocean is also an organism like every organism it can heal honestly if we stop let's say okay i don't want to get political but this one sentence if we stop plastic uh, like one use plastic production today then we don't even have to clean up the big garbage patch in the ocean of course it will take decades maybe it will take centuries to disappear but i'll be honest with you nature at some point will make it disappear if you're not fueling this problem then it we would actually not have to solve it Okay, the whole the whole cry out for sol solutions on this on in, in this in, in these matters come because we don't want to stop fueling the problem. Absolutely. So I completely agree on that. Um, your website also did mention psych trends festivals, right? Can you explain a little bit about what psych trends are? Psytrans, Goa trends, progressive psytrans, high tech, dark psy. Wow, there's so much like when I started, there was like Psytrance and Goa trance, and there you go and run and you have a chill out stage and then you can sit there and, and, and rest a little and then you go back to the dance floor. Now this has become way more complicated. Um, psychedelic trance, like it started off in Goa, um, late 80s, uh, early 90s. It came uh, with the techno movement, obviously. So um, let's say that uh, psychedelic uh, trance is done by people who love techno, but then took psychedelic substances. So it is really kind of like that. Um, and the psychedelic trance movement is to put you actually into a psychedelic trance. This is really how it, the way that you say it. True psy trance does not need any kind of substances 
to be functional. And by functional, I mean that if you are willing to hand yourself over to the music, take off your shoes, connect with the ground, close your eyes, just dance, you will get into a trance like the shamans used to get into a trance. So it's like really the, 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 the basics of it is to get into a musical trance. This has changed obviously over the years and there's many genres and now it's like, it's like an electronic music genre just like any, any, any other. With the exception and still with the exception and always with the exception that Psytrance has always the extra ingredient, which I call the psychedelic ingredient, which has a purpose. It has the purpose to entertain. Yes, of course, every music has the purpose to entertain, of entertainment. But this one has also the purpose to put you in a trance. So true Psytrance music is attacking you from two sides and is turning your recreational dancing into something spiritual, into something tribal. That's also why these festivals contain a larger number of more conscious visitors. This is why here you will have the least amount of friction between the visitors. So I saw two or three times people fighting in my, well, 17 years of visiting these festivals. So that's a very low number. And some of these events are 30, 40,000 people in size. One of this fighting wasn't even fighting, it was a misunderstanding, although he got a very nice right hook, but uh, no, <laughs> nothing happened. It was all good. People came, people separate, people are really nice and everybody was okay. So like there is no fighting, there is no violence. There is a, women are very safe and uh, usually very safe in these festivals because it's a lot of, re lot of respect and um, the way to dance is also a very, uh, gentleman-like, let's say. So it's very, it's very uncommon to uh, to be bothered on the dance floor, and people would come and help if there is a if there is an issue. It is a tribe, it is a community. So on the better festivals, obviously. I mean, you also have Cytrans festivals, which is really just about taking substances and then uh, and then just dance. And on these events, you have some friction. On these events, you have a lot of garbage. On these events, sometimes you, the one who cleaning up the garbage, is not even welcome. So I have had several times people tell me, oh, can you not do this, please, after the party? I'm like, whoa, dude, this party is four days long. I'm like, okay, like, do you know what would happen if we don't do this? Like, no, I'm, sorry, I'm going to do this now, okay, sorry. So, but Psytrance is, Psytrance, I, I want to believe that Psytrance is more than just music. I want to believe that Psytrance is a movement to consciously enjoy electronic music. And this is what it has been uh, at the point in time. But like everything else, it's diluting. So um, if you're really looking for this very specific vibe, you definitely have to be selective about the events that you're visiting. No, absolutely. And, and the environment. So, you know, if you're trying to connect with anything while being in, in a trance and trying to enjoy the music and trying to have an experience, obviously you want a clean environment per se right if um you have a dirty environment that's negativity just sitting around you know what i'm saying so if you're in a in a state of trance or, or whatnot um that energy is already there that energy is already there if you're going to connect with anything might as well it be clean yes. might as well it be um, something good. I think the main issue with garbage on a dance floor any dance floor it doesn't have to be it doesn't have to be psytrance uh, is even one level up because of the spiritual ingredient of it. But um, I think that when you go to a festival, why are you going there? You're going there to mingle with people, to celebrate life with other people, to your own music, which you like. But you are going there for the people as well. You're going there for the community. You're going there to be accepted into this community. Hey, you like hip hop. I like hip hop. How about we like hip hop together? You know, it's really not a Psytrance specific way of thinking. It's a music festival way of thinking. I go to a music festival to enjoy the presence of others who are of the same music genre liking as I am. Now, that would mean that your main purpose, your main goal is to be accepted. 
to, 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 to perceive acceptance. This is also why if you go to a festival, most of the people will take out their best clothes, will put up, put up their best makeup, uh, try to be as festival and as, as much party as they can be because they want to be accepted by their own peer group, which they have chosen with this festival. Now, garbage, on the other, other hand, is the only thing around you that nobody wants. So now we have a very strong discre discrepancy here. The music, everybody wants it. That's why we came. The decoration, we love it because it's exactly the way that it should be for this style of music that you're in. If you're Psytrance, then it's like really psychedelic UV active uh, decoration. If it's a hip hop festival, it's a very nice uh, light show on the stage. If it's a hard style festival, it's a lot of fireworks and confetti. Every genre has their own way of decoration and, they, and we all love it. And we all not only accept it, we desire it. So I desire the music, I desire the surroundings, I desire my fellow people, and I want to be desired by them. So it's all about desire. And now if I look around, it's a lot of things that nobody desires and nobody wants. So how to be desirable in a sea of undesirable things? Wasn't this the first reason why we come here from the city to have nothing undesirable around us, to have pure only what we would like and what we love and what is what is giving us high energies. That's why we are here. That's why this is holiday. That's why it's a festival. So in my opinion, we can't have a festival with garbage on the floor because if everything is about desire, then there cannot be anything undesirable. So we are basically shooting ourselves into our own legs by creating an undesirable environment in the most desired environment. This is like a paradox. It's, uh, it's an oxymoron in a way. It, it doesn't make sense. It doesn't really make sense, no. You guys are in Europe. What locations do you guys actually visit? Because I saw several, several locations on your website. Do you want to mention some of the more current locations that you guys have been or the ones that you guys are constantly going to? There is festivals we are working with for many years. Uh, we are still going back to Switzerland to Burning Mountain, let's say. Uh, which was the first festival we ever did in 2013. So like this, we're gonna do it the eighth time now, which is great actually. We are touring. We are we are absolutely. This is also a bit of the unique part of us that we are that we are a gun for hire, and that this doesn't really exist. Like you have a few cleaning companies, but also cleaning companies usually work in their own country. It's very complicated to to adjust to different ways of waste management as the countries change. You know, in the US, you're used to that. Mostly it's like one federal thing on like there is differences, but still everybody speaks English. Everything is kind of the same. And here in Europe, it's very different. A few hundred kilometers and you can drive through three different countries, three different languages, three different ways of waste management. So yeah, oh, we tour all right. Like uh, we basically did work in every country of Western and Southern Europe. We worked in several Eastern European countries. Uh, so far, no North European country, unfortunately. But um, they have very exciting festivals. We have also festivals like when your listeners listen to Psytrance and I say Boom Festival. Yes, we did work for the Boom Festival last year. It is my strong, profound hope that we will work for the Boom Festival this year as well. Maybe this uh, doesn't tell you much, but it is the biggest Psytrance gathering in the world. Uh, also one of the oldest. It's in Portugal, and now you would you would have a field day there, Myra. That's the that's like the hub of spirituality. I love anything that has to do with spirituality. Honestly, if you would ever come to Europe, that should be your first place to go. I I know it's big; it's thirty, forty thousand people, but their spiritual area for spiritual practices is the size of a bigger festival. Like only that part is as big as a festival for 8,000 people. Wow. So yeah, you can imagine all the hubs of consciousness and all the spiritual practices and individual practices and lectures. And they have this dance temple where you are being taught how to, how to direct energies through your body, through dance, crazy, crazy things. So yeah, that's, uh, that's one of that's the gem of our collection. It's also the hardest uh, because it's 50 degrees Celsius, but it's a but it's a wonderful place. So highly recommend it. I think that a lot of the things that I saw on your page, not just like on Instagram, but like on your website, I'm living 
like you know how when someone expresses something you kind of live the experience based on how they're expressing it mm-hmm. like that's how I was living <laughs> looking at your page through Instagram and your website and now that you're like mentioning a lot of these things it's like me living that experience <laughs> and, and being like that, is really that nice. would be so exciting to do <laughs> so even as a volunteer right because you're also enjoying the festival while the doing best something way good. to do this is as a volunteer the best way to do this is as a volunteer because you work five hours a day it's really not that much i'll put you to good work where you will be exhausted where you get dirty so you will own the festival because you work for it but it's not enough time to really lose time because you are always bored for a few hours on every festival so that's really good to have this like directed into a good direction you have VIP camping. I like this is also part of what we do is we appreciate our volunteers sometimes to an extent which is actually a thorn in the eyes of some organizers because we have the coolest camp. Like mm-hmm. no backstage ever is even close to our community tent because I made a bit, I made a big effort because I understand in this way I really do understand the human psyche is that when there is reward there is performance. And where there's performance, there has to be reward. So if, you, if, you're, if you're willing to give where you want to take, and if you only take from where you are willing to give, then the whole dynamic changes entirely. So because cycling volunteers get very good work instructions, a lot of assistance with the work they have to do. And the work is never too hard, yet also never too easy. They're not bored, but they're not overworked, but mm-hmm. they're highly appreciated. And also obviously the audience and comes and they always throw like free beer at you and they give you cigarettes and they like, it's like hugs and kisses. And like, I always say this also in the meeting, like guys, if anybody has social anxiety, if anybody is a highly introverted person, it's really nice perfectly fine just please find me after the meeting let's sit down and please let's have a talk because the last time we came to this festival people threw our volunteers through the air actually literally crowd surfed them uh, in the end of the festival so it's like so much attention coming your way because you have this orange t-shirt and they don't know you and they, they love you immediately and you know they're also intoxicated in a good way but very appreciative of what you're doing so if you're a very introverted person or have some social anxiety this can be too much because sometimes yeah. they would just you would just have a, like five people running at you and kissing you from every from all sides <laughs> in a very nice in a very nice and very kind manner yeah. like for normal people that's like a big rush of energy and wonderful but we had to have i had talks with some people we had to talk like with some i had before that was fine and some i had to talk after <laughs> it was so much. because they were running away from their shift and i was like well, why did you run away yeah, because everybody wanted to touch me I'm like, yeah okay but they're just like clapping you on the shoulder yes but everybody like yes i know <laughs> i get it so so let's talk about that um it is a very interesting feeling when all of a sudden you get appreciated for what you're doing this is also why we make sure that you're working hard so that you understand that hard work comes with big with with big respect Mm -hmm. so so this is something that i really like to teach the volunteers also through this experience on how to be appreciated because the school doesn't appreciate you your workplace doesn't appreciate you who appreciates you actually like i really i sometimes ask myself this question like of course you have friends and they appreciate you but many of your friends are not really your friends they're your acquaintances and they appreciate that you are there in their lives so they appreciate you in the mirror of themselves now that's not real appreciation so i could go deeper into this i don't want to but appreciation is something very hard to come by if you actually think about it it's not something inherent in our western culture so reintroducing this appreciation towards oneself also my own appreciation for myself once i finish like it's six in the morning it's pissing rain it's cold it's dark Mm -hmm. you don't want to and I tell you, yes, but you do, but we will go. We will just do that. Like, I don't, want, I don't want either. We'll just go and we'll just do it. And you will not want to. And after those five hours doing something that you don't want, but something that you promised to do and something that is important, actually to you as well, and you overcome this very... I think that this is the drug of the 21st century. I think that most of us are addicted and it's going to lead to the downfall of civilization is comfort. 
comfort is a drug like you're really shooting this up every day like i don't want to so i'm not gonna because i want to feel comfortable <laughs> Nah, you're not you're gonna come out with me in the rain that's what you're gonna <laughs> do and that makes you into a person again yeah that gives you back that gives you back your inherent personality of human like that's your race you are a human and humans are highly industrious and highly capable of doing whatever they want to do under any circumstance right so I think that we have forgotten this a little bit and it makes us very sad because mm -hmm. we like to be challenged we like to be put on the spot and we like to show the best that we can do for the right amount of appreciation for the right amount of love and for the right amount of of energy which society is not really willing to give anymore so and within this project i really would like to carve out a little space to com combat comfort this is not very nice to say like uh it's not the war on comfort but in a way it is because i think it's poison and on a Titans festival out in nature, it's really easy to make people uncomfortable without making them uncomfortable. Yeah, uh, I'm not making. We're not making people uncomfortable. We are withdrawing the, the the need for comfort and showing them something else in return. Let's say purpose. Let's say dedication. Mm -hmm. Let's say uh, necessity. I need you. I really do because if we have four people out there, nobody can be missed because if there's three instead of four, it's a huge difference. It's 25% less. So we need everybody. You are needed. I will come and I will, I will pet your head and I will pet your feet in your tent and I will wake you up like really nicely, but like, come, we have to go. Like, I really, I just cannot miss you. Yeah. And that feeling of, of being needed is, is something very special, especially because the reward is half a second away. And this is something that we started, it's a little bit full circle right now because we started this conversation about um, things that are not immediately coming our way, neither the good things nor the consequences of the bad things. So the rewards and the consequences, there's always a time in between. Like I save up money for my holiday. So I save up money, I don't buy the nice things I want to, I don't buy the good food that I would really like. But in the end of the year, months, months, months away, there is reward waiting for me where I can go to holiday to take a holiday because I saved up this money. Right. Now here in cycling, it's immediate. It's one of the few, few places in the world where you have hard work and endless fun divided by half a second. Your shift is over. This is very important that your shift is always over exactly in the moment when it's over. We never do overtime. We never have to. The system is set up in a way that there is no overtime. So the moment you're finished, the only thing it takes is to take off the shirt. Like you have to take off the shirt. That's the only thing Like you arrive in the camp. I say it's finished. You take off the shirt and you're standing right there in a massive festival, which is all yours. And you run immediately. There is no waiting for the good. There is no waiting for the reward. There is also no waiting for the, for the, for the work. Like I come six in the morning and we go now. But once it's finished, you immediately reward yourself with a festival which is right there in your hands. So I think that this is a, an amazing and, and unique educational platform where you, you as the teacher can give a reward immediately. And yeah. not like, if you read all these books, you will be smarter in the future. Wow, okay, that's like <laughs> an investment into the future. I get it, but it's like, I don't feel this right now because I read already two of those 15 books. I don't feel smarter yet. Of course not, because it will take you years to integrate that knowledge into who you are. And once you start to apply that knowledge, then it will really get you somewhere. This is a perspective of years. Here, half a second. Once I was working super hard and I was like the core of waste management, super much responsibility and very hard and heavy and dirty. Somebody snipped a finger and I'm a visitor of a massive Titans festival, right? The only thing I have to do is feeling good about myself. Right. That's why the volunteers are very happy. And that's why I would recommend to you as well to be volunteer rather than visitor. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. And you're always taking those applications for volunteer work. So if you guys visit the website, um, he's going to mention the website, but he is always taking volunteers or donations. So if you cannot volunteer, a donation's always welcome, right? Very welcome. We are a foundation for a reason. We have a glass wallet, so you can also, uh, you can also follow up on our spendings. Uh, we are a completely transparent uh, uh, foundation. This is kind of demanded by us, uh, by us uh, from us, but uh, we do it 
like way more than we have to. So this is very important. Money means nothing to me and it means very little to my colleagues. But we have tens of thousands of euros worth of equipment which needs maintenance, we need storage, we need to eat at some point this week. And uh, we have costs which just have to be uh, paid. And at some point now after 10 years, salary would be nice as well, which is usually coming short because like last year I did 2,560 hours. And if you think about it, somebody working a 40 hour per week job does 1,700 hours. So if you do 2,560 hours in a year, then that's a lot. And uh, yeah, financial compensation is yet to come. Although our budgets are pretty at this point, we are and we have received donations in the past, um, less than we would have dreamed or wished for, but still substantial sums. And we hope that now after 10 years, people will understand that you should vote with your money. What do you want? Another Coca-Cola or clean dance floors? It's really up to you. So um, that would be really great. I think the more you integrate yourself into whatever you are doing, the more you will get out of it. I think this is also very true for everything in this world. If it's, if it's about your job, you don't want to be too, too assertive and too good at your job because then your boss is just giving you more and more work because you can handle it. And obviously, you don't want to do three times as much for the same salary. So people started to show less of what they can do or just not live up to their full potential because it's kind of dangerous in a work environment nowadays. But if you go to a festival like this, I would really encourage people to, to look beyond what they imagine a festival should be like i go there i pitch my tent i go dance i go sleep and then repeat i don't think that that is all that you can do i think that you can the more you contribute to anything that you like not only the better that one thing will be but the more intertwined you will be with that thing so if you ever go to a festival really take your nicest most beautiful clothes I'm not a big fan of daily makeup. I'm a huge fan of festival makeup. Look like carnival. Be part of the decoration. Uh, help people to pitch, help your neighbors to pitch the tent and you immediately have connection. Is there garbage of other people on the ground? Well, if it's not super gross, maybe you just want to pick that up. And maybe you, wanna, you want to make yourself have a better time by not having to look at that bottle because it's right in your in your in your angle of in your viewing angle while you're dancing and you're seeing it already for like the last half hour and it's annoying you for the last half hour go there pick it up put it in a bin not because somebody will tell you hey good job you will feel good about yourself without anybody seeing it, you know? If you can dance like nobody's watching, then you can also do good things like nobody's watching. Absolutely. Just to make just to make things less bad mm -hmm. but also to make yourself feel more good you know what is good for you like you know how to get good feelings out of out of this world out of this life festival is an amazing place to do that first of all second of all to experiment how to integrate into something that i like well come to a festival and try because there you will find very good ways you can volunteer that would be a really good thing but you don't have to you can volunteer without volunteering you, there is so many people doing things on a festival. Everybody is working all the time, basically. You know, only the visitors are not. Everybody else is crazy working all the time. You can go and lend a hand. I mean, don't go where the truck driver is doing a U-turn. Okay, that's not your place. But you know, if the if the bar guy is, is trying to put the bottles on the bar and can't even lift them, and you can go and help with the crate, it's fine. Be part of it. Always, always be part of the things. Don't be a consumer. This, okay, look, here, I boil it down for you. Do never be a consumer of anything where you can be more. Because the more you are, the more you get out of it. The less you engage, the less engaged you will be. I mean, this is just linguistics, like really clear, straightforward linguistics. It's called involvement. Like if you get involved, you are involved. The bigger the festival, the more sophisticated the festival, the more you should be willing to get out of it, even if it is decreasing your comfort because your comfort doesn't matter experience matters mm -hmm. life matters things to learn and things to see and things to experience that's what matters not to be comfortable yep absolutely that would be my advice 
And lastly, Victor, where can our listeners find you? Psyclean.com. That's P-S-Y and the word clean and the dot com. Psyclean.com. All social social media. You'll find us on Instagram. You'll find us on Facebook. The Psyclean crew, actually. Um, this is the only platforms we have. So uh, it's Facebook. It's mainly Facebook. Then comes Instagram and our website, obviously. It's a nice uh, piece of, uh, of information mostly used actually for the volunteers to apply and to understand the project. Everybody who wants to know more about how and why, I would really um, encourage them to read the about section on our website. I've written it myself. And I think that, you know, you just open it and there's like text and it's just only text and everybody's like, oh, text. And oh, I just want I, I don't feel comfortable reading so much because I, I want this in a video where I can just sit and watch and be comfortable by doing it. It's so uncomfortable to read. I get it. And still it takes you seven minutes to read it. And there is things in it which you can use to your own advantage in life mm-hmm. without, without volunteering, without festivals, without anything. Just the core thought of it could actually be beneficial to anybody everywhere. So I would really encourage people to visit the website and, and read up on that. Absolutely. And then you're also having a documentary coming out, correct? Yes, we do. Thank you for the, thank you for mentioning that. Yes, uh, we have shot a documentary last season. It's uh, a huge thing. Like it's a big, 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 big deal. It's a professional documentary. Uh, done by a, by a Dutch uh, documentary making girl, Manon. Uh, she's really great. And, um, and she is right. I just received the, the, the first draft of the first two chapters. It's going to be three chapters, but I received the first two now. And it should be like a 30, 40 minute documentary. It's the first documentary about festival waste management, as far as we know. Like we, I tried to look for something like this, never found anything. Uh, there is a few comments from a few companies, two, three minutes long. That's not a documentary. So this is, we won over some of the most famous artists in our scene to provide the music. All of them have provided the music for free, which was a big, big deal for us to wow. just ask and be received. So, but I mean like, the Bon Jovis of our of our scene, so it was really it was really not a small not a small thing to to receive such warm uh, answers to our request. So it will have beautiful it will have a beautiful track list, and if everything goes well and everything goes right, then I hope that uh, on the third or fourth of March I will be watching the final draft. So in the early days of March. How exciting. Congratulations on that. Yes. Is there anything else you would like to mention on the, you know, episode or to our listeners before we I would like to, yes, I would really like to tell your listeners um, that change happens where we make it happen, first of all, and that without sacrifice, there is no achievement. So... I understand that people don't want to sacrifice all of their time. I understand that people don't want to sacrifice their left hand. Me neither. The sacrifices that we make, we should start where it's really just the surface. Mm -hmm. So if you think about yourself as a spiritual being, if you think about yourself as someone who has more to offer, not only to others, but also to yourself, start with your comfort. Cut back on that. Do something for others just because you just because you know it's right. Pick up somebody else's garbage just because that's the right thing to do. And I know it's uncomfortable to carry it until the next bin, but see how you feel afterwards. I encourage everybody, not only your podcast listeners, everybody mm-hmm. to stop holding comfort in such a high regard. Stop putting comfort into the center of our lives. I'm not saying that you should be suffering because nobody should be suffering ever, but hardship is a part of life. Do not neglect the yang from the yin, because yep. yin and yang is only working together. Absolutely. That's great advice, especially like you mm-hmm. mentioned, um, everything's designed for comfort now, like for you to yes. be comfortable. Yes. But it's not in the great interest of our environment, our planet, our 
it's in the interest of a very few people. It's in the interest of the people who are selling the things that yep. is making you comfortable. Absolutely. This is the only this is the only entities who profit from it. Everything else suffers, including you. The more comfortable you are, the more you will suffer. I promise you, especially mm-hmm. on the mid and long term. So this is my main advice, actually. Great advice. So <laughs> thank you so much, Victor, for joining us today. Um, letting us go into your world um as far as like you know your organization what you guys do um i really enjoy getting to know exactly what goes on in the background because we could only see so much i'm looking forward to the documentary because i'm sure it's going to be a lot more of a visual and i'm excited for that thank you so much for joining us Thank you, Myra, for inviting me. I really enjoyed talking to you. And thank you very much for being interested in our project. Absolutely. And um, I'm going to be sure that you're one of the first to receive the link to our documentary. Yes, let us know. Awesome. Thank you so much, Victor. Thank you. Thank you so much for listening. Share this episode with someone who's on their spiritual journey. And make sure you're following me on all social media platforms. The link to those platforms are in the description. Make sure you guys are following those. Reach out to me if you guys have any questions or concerns or would just like to make a comment on the current episode. Thank you guys so much once more and I hope you guys have a great one.